Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Today, I am happy to say we have Javier Ramirez, who is the Director of Field Programs and Innovation for the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, FMCS. And, you know, I see FMCS all over the place. I know he's going to tell us what they do, but, uh, but how many of you really know what F- FMCS does? Um, I happen to... Uh, to attend a meeting where Javier was uh, giving a uh, speech, and he was so excellent, so good. I invited him to be on a radio show, and also because we're starting uh, a new sector on government for government employees. Uh, it's uh, federal, state, and local, and then we don't have a name for it yet. It's called public sector for now, uh, but in, uh, we have a really outstanding representative of the public sector, <laughs> if I can say that. Uh, so uh, so welcome, Javier. Thank you. And tell us what MFCS is. Yeah, are. yeah. actually, uh, you say you see us all over the place. I, I always call ourselves the best kept secret in government. Um, the, the reason I say that is uh, Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, that is FMCS, Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service. Um, we're an independent agency within the federal government, and that means we're not part of the um, we're not part of the uh, Homeland Security or Department of Labor. Uh, we stand we stand alone, and our director reports directly to the president. It's a sub cabinet uh, appointment uh, hmm. position. So, uh, our our uh, we were created uh, in under the Taft Hartley Act of 1947, and at the time we were created to help minimize or reduce. Uh, labor strife when they when when uh, they have collective bargaining negotiations they go out on strike, so we try to either try to prevent the strike or try to reduce the duration. Was of that strikes. the era when they had oil and and railroad strikes and? Yeah, well, that yeah, so that that is coming out of. Um, well, so 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 what happened was uh, there, there, there's two there's two different acts. So it started under the Railway Act, and okay. so we kind of mirror the Railway Act. But National Mediation Board (NMB) takes care of air and rail, okay. which falls under that jurisdiction, and then we handle everything else. Oh, okay. Uh, anything else that falls under um, uh, the the economy that 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 uh, so we talk about. The, the, the shipping, manufacturing, and we even do some public sector depending on the state if they have an active state mediation groups. So we'll do teachers, police, fire. Um, and the bulk of our work comes at the bargaining table. So when the folks are negotiating, they're having difficulty, they give us a call and we come in and we help them out. But we also, our work has expanded. Uh, the ADR Act of uh, 1996 really expanded our work into the federal government where we help different federal agencies resolve intergovernmental disputes. Uh, we help with system design. So if they're having uh, regular conflict, are there, are there things that we could do to help them put a system into place to help deal with that? We do trainings as well. 
Um, so we're, we, we even do international work, so we get out there quite a bit. I want to ask you some, uh, some more uh, questions about what, you know, some examples of what you've done and how you've done it. But before we go there, mm -hmm. can we back up a little bit before? You've only been in the government for like 15, 14, 14 years. 14 yeah. years. Mm -hmm. uh, what were you doing before then? Um, so they, FMCS found me because of the work that I was doing, which uh, was negotiating contracts for a labor group. So most of the federal mediators come out of one of four areas. Either um, they come straight out of school. That's a very small percentage that come straight out of school. Are they mostly lawyers? Um, we have some lawyers, but then some folks that are just, uh, maybe they were studying conflict resolution or, or, or mediation. Okay. Right. Uh, um industrial relations, okay. things like that. Uh, and then we get another small percentage that come out of other government agencies. So maybe we got uh, we have some folks from um, the NLRB, the National yeah. Labor Relations Board, uh, other agencies. And then the bulk of the mediators come out of either management or labor backgrounds, folks that have been spending a lot of time uh, at the bargaining table negotiating collective bargaining agreements. And so my background just happens to be out of the labor end. So I spent uh, 14 years negotiating contracts. And in that time, I had run across some mediators and uh, they planted the seed or the bug that, hey, maybe you should think about being a, a federal mediator. And uh, when I found out how much they paid, I... I uh, she said, sure, I'll be there. What time? Actually, I, I laughed and said, are oh, you kidding? Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought government was a well-paying gig. Okay. Oh, I, I had to take a cut in pay to come do this oh, okay. job. Yeah, it was oh. a significant cut in pay, actually. Uh, but I really um, saw I saw what they did. I appreciated it. I, 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 I saw the value in it, and it piqued my curiosity. And finally, one day, I... I uh, was kind of frustrated with my current work, so or my, my, my former work, and I said, you know what, I'm going to give them a call and see what that really entails, and then everything just happened really quick where our position was open at the time. And So how many positions, I mean, jumping, jumping back ahead or back, how many positions are open at any given time in your field? You know, um, we, we, you know, at that time, uh, there weren't many. They, they didn't open up very often. But uh, we're at a point right now where there is a lot of turnover, and most of it just because folks are are getting older, and that, that's everywhere in the economy. Uh, we're starting starting to see a lot more vacancies from from the a lot of boomer retirements. Right. Uh, so we're seeing more vacancies. But to kind of give you an idea, whenever we uh, we uh, get a mediator that is um, sworn in, we we get our badges, and it has a little badge number on there. And I am mediator one thousand ninety six. Um, and I think we're probably around 1,200, maybe maybe in the 1,300 number right now. Um, so since our inception of 1947, we've only had 1,300 mediators total since since the, the inception. It so sounds like it, beca it becomes, in a way, a passion. Is it? I mean, people work there because of a passion that they feel for mediation and for conflict resolution? Yeah. You know, it's funny because some people say, how do you do that? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you go in there and do that work? Uh, I like to say that we're in a growth industry, right? There's no shortage of conflict. But it does take a certain um, knack in order to do the this work. It's really hard to... Um, just teach mediation, right? Because uh, it, it's a bit of a, it's a mix of art and science, but it's more art than science. And it's really hard to teach those, uh, the soft skills and just uh, being able to read a room and, and know when to push and how hard to push and when to back off. Um, 
those dynamics are very difficult. Those are important skills that are needed in every occupation, apparently. Yeah. I mean, because when I was working, I, I had a, a short um, a short gig working for a nonprofit. And there was conflict from the day I started to the day I left. I quit. Yeah. And they had somebody there who would negotiate for us. <laughs> I mean, that would, I can't imagine what that would look like, but it yeah. would be interesting to see that as well. Well, so what were you doing before you before this before the previous fourteen years? How did you start out? How did you know you wanted to be a union organizer or negotiator? Yeah. So. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you are familiar with the the book, The Jungle, uh, mm. Upton Sinclair. Um, it, my father was in that industry, in the meatpacking industry, and he worked in the back of the yards in Chicago. And um, growing up, there was uh, six of us. Uh, I called, uh, we usually just, people ask, well, how many kids in the family? We call it the Mexican Brady Bunch because we, <laughs> we had the same order. We had yeah. boy, boy, girl, girl, boy, boy, girl. And so uh, they, they uh, uh Growing up on packing house wages, um, my father was out there just always looking for work, trying to uh, put food on the table, feed, feed six hungry kids. Um, and uh, at some point, he um, became unionized, and um, they unionized his workplace, and he got uh, more and more involved with the union. And so uh, we would go with him on different campaigns that he would have, whether it was a, a strike that he was working, an organizing campaign, or even back uh, under Reagan when he was doing the, uh, um, the, when there was the amnesty program under Reagan, uh, there were a lot of people that were filling out the applications for amnesty. And uh, we would go with, with my father and we were actually helping people. I was in high school helping people fill out their amnesty uh, applications. And so we saw the work that he was doing, and, and um, uh, at one point uh, I was working, and he told me, uh, hey, we're looking for an organizer. Would you be interested in trying that? I was still living at home at the time, so I figured, you know what? I, I'm young. I'll I can do it. <laughs> try it. Yeah. And uh, it turns out I, 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 was, I, was, I, I did pretty good with that. And um, they, they just kept asking me to do more and more. And so I went from organizing to um, helping with complex uh, settlement uh, cases, um, negotiating contracts. And they sent me out to Colorado for a little while to help uh, um, deal with the complex situation they had out there in Colorado. Um, so I was doing all the jobs within within the local, uh, everywhere up to being president of a, of a local union. Um, so I, I was, I was uh, in that industry, the packing industry. I was the uh, director of the food processing, packing, and manufacturing division of a... When you, th when you think of unions, that's one of the first places you think of, of, it, of a union being organized. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough there. work. It's a tough work, and yeah, I can't imagine what your father must have gone through before the unions. Yeah, it was tough. You know, he's missing fingers, and oh. um, you know, he, he was a he was a lugger, so he would lug the meat meat off of the trucks, and um, you know, he uh, he's you know, it's, it's frozen, so he he ended up slipping uh, on the on the frozen blood, and and um, carrying a, a quarter pound of beef, it a quarter a quarter of beef rather, and those are you know, easily a couple hundred pounds easily. And um, it, the bones on there pinched them so between cruel. the trailer and took some of his fingers. Um, you know, he had a, he had he worked hard. He worked hard to put uh, food on the table, 
And so we would see that, and um, we just started to uh, get involved with that kind of work. And in there, negotiating the contracts is where I ran across some of the uh, federal mediators and mm-hmm. came across this work. Um, well, I want to ask you what some of the cases have been. I mean, gener- oh. I mean you can't talk about them specifically, but yeah. um, generically, what yeah. you know, what have been some of the cases that you've worked on? What are the more difficult cases you've worked uh, worked on? But uh, before that, uh, did you? I mean, isn't there something right now pending in Congress about or Trump? Uh, recommended they not have unions, that unions not be organized in on the federal sector? Um, yeah, there were, there were three executive orders uh, that were signed um, by the president, and it wasn't necessarily to... Um, abolish. Right, to, to abolish unions, but it was uh, what, what they were trying to do was to expedite the process. Um, th- the um, negotiations or uh, disciplining of, a, of an employee, um, those processes could take pretty long within the federal government uh, process. And, and so what the executive orders were trying to do was to speed up that, that process. Um, I do believe, though, there was a ruling here uh, probably about two weeks ago by one of the courts that overturned those executive orders. So there's kind of in limbo right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, 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 uh, if anything, it just created a little bit more work for us because of the tighter timelines uh, in the federal sector when uh, the parties are negotiating, negotiating, they're having that difficulty. They have to mediate before it goes to the Federal Services Impasse Panel to make a final ruling on what that contract will be mm-hmm. if the parties don't reach agreement. And so it was just speeding up the timelines between that negotiation and when it would go to the Federal Services Impasse Panel. In the government, ask, ask me is the big union. Is it for? Uh, ask me is big in that um, you have AFG as well, and um, but you you aren't necessarily restricted to unions to organize. I mean, to counseling and mediating union work, are you? Or well, you? yeah. You know what? Uh, at this point, that's primarily where we where we do our work in unionized uh, environments. Um, we we haven't really gotten into the non-union sector. I will tell you that just working in the unionized environment, when those conflicts arise in those areas and we're mediating that kind of work, uh, there's plenty. There's plenty of work. Right now we have about 150 mediators that cover the entire United States. So when you think about that, um, that's a lot of ground to cover with just 150 folks. Hey, this is Martin Phillips. And I'm Charlie Ross. And this is an intervention about your drinking. Psych, we're asking for money as part of Arlington Independent Media's Fall Fund Drive. We're asking you to make a possible donation of $25, dollars $100 or more. Charlie, what about $1 million? Yeah, baby, absolutely. In fact, if you donate $1 million, AIM will never have to have a fund drive again. But until then, donate what you can. You could donate it by going to WERA.FM or by calling... 703-524-2388. This money is tax deductible, so you'll get it back, and then you can return to buying booze. So you're good, unless the government shuts down. Don't speak too soon, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Your money goes to support shows like mine, Commons Corner, and shows like Charlie's, Late Night Copy as well as countless other quality programs that air on this station every single day. Also, our rent is too damn high. You know how it is. WERA is Arlington's only non-commercial 
non-profit radio station and the only radio station in the area. Without your donations, we'll have to go back to robbing a liquor store. And we're not doing that again. Instead of grand larceny, the easiest way to support the station is to become a sustaining member by going to WERA.FM. You'll sign up and your contribution will automatically be deducted from your credit card. It's easy as pie. And we love pie. So help support the radio station. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. And have a nice day. And keep listening. Let's make this fun drive a fun drive. Rock on. You know, uh, I grew up uh, with stories of my grandfather, who had a uh, was a builder, and he he didn't have a union. They he didn't he he said I can work without a union, and so I grew up feeling that we could be non-union, non-union society, and everybody would get along good. <laughs> yeah, I am so wrong. They, you have I mean unions. I think are are a very critical role in sustaining quality of life and in getting people. Good jobs, et cetera. I mean, don't you have to defend unions at all? Um, yeah, I was. I understand the role, you know, that that unions play, and and you know, some some. Um, I will tell you that in my experience, unions aren't formed because of uh, somebody being paid a low wage. Um, it's usually because of the way they're being treated in the uh, workplace. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and 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 uh, although wages is one of the areas that they negotiate, the reason that the union is formed there is usually because of other other uh, issues. issues. Yeah, so they negotiate wages, uh, hours, and conditions of employment. Um, those are the things that that unions negotiate. So wages is at the top there, um, but that's not the primary reason for nego- for uh, organizing usually. Okay, so you're 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 dealing with unions in your in your negotiations. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples of some problems that, that you've negotiated in in all all across the government sector? Yeah. Well, well. So we we do government, and so with government, you know, they can't negotiate the wages. That that's those no, wages are set by Congress. So usually, in the federal government, we are negotiating other. Um, conditions of employment, uh, uh, what we call uh, uh, implementation and impact issues that something was um, a change in the work rules or something along those lines were, were, were implemented and they're negotiating the impact of that uh, new rule. Um, and like, uh, like moving people on from, from the Department of Agriculture to another location? That would be something that they would probably negotiate, yeah. And so if they couldn't reach agreement, then we would come in and we would help mediate a, a case like that. Um, and then uh, I, even out of the with the amount of work in the federal sector, we don't get pulled into surprisingly a lot of uh, negotiations. Um, you know, people hear about, you know, the, the strikes and it, almost like if that is a uh, um, – uh, uh, the rigor is everybody has a has a strike in their, in yeah, their life. Well, we, right? we get we get probably about twenty seven thousand notices a year of contracts that are expiring, and we get involved in a very small fraction. And that's uh, that's not even including the federal sector. That's just private sector twenty seven thousand notices a year, and we get involved in a very small handful. But 
as with the media, if it bleeds, it leads, right? They want to hear about the strikes and the and, and the strife, and, but they don't report on the overwhelming number of contracts that are negotiated with no problem at all, right? It's just the ones that we end up getting involved with are the ones that uh, you get involved people with hear the about. The trouble ones, the trouble problem ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that... Uh, uh, are interesting to the media, yeah. And to the media. The media is getting a bad rap anyway today, but yeah. is it true that they, I mean, across the board, that they always look for something that might delate or excite the reader to... Um, you know, well, I'm here with you today, right? So... Uh... Well, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we're not, we're, 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 we're non-partisan and... No, yeah, yeah, it, it, but yeah, I, I'm here. I'm here in a, in a situation where it's nothing like nothing major as mm-hmm. far as you know, events going on. So you you do have that that portion of it, but I I I could understand. I could understand where um, the more exciting stuff is what people want to watch. The 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 part that bothers me is when I see um, organizations that are trying to make the news versus report the news. Right, they they, they, they oh. try to put a spin on it that's scandalizing oh. it, uh, as opposed to just reporting the facts and let and let the let the people decide what to make of that. Right. So where do people go for for facts and uh, fact based oh. news? I don't know. Uh, here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you. I said, "Hey, Rob, I'll be here. What's, what's happening over across the road?" Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, back to business here. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what are some of the exciting cases that you've? We call them cases. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I tell you, it, it, it's fascinating, and I, I love. Um, although in my in my current function, I'm I'm doing less uh, mediation just because of uh, I'm managing three departments at the moment. But um, <laughs> like three departments, it means you need a mediator. Don't yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, okay. I, you know we have a great great crew, but it's just it's just a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the the cases that that we get involved with, it's it's interesting because it does hit every sector of the economy. Again, except for air and rail. But even with air and rail, we do end up getting involved with some stuff within air and rail. But but for the most part, we're hitting all all different sectors of the economy. So one day I can be in negotiations with a, a meatpacking house, uh, and then the next day with college professors, and another day with ballet dancers, and then college uh, college professors or or um, um, police uh, police and fire. Um, so it um, we're all over the board, uh, and we learn so much because uh, you know we have to figure out um, and understand at least a little bit the issues that are involved in that situation so that we could at minimum ask the right questions right we don't they don't call us in because we're subject matter experts they call us in because we're process experts so what we do is we try to help them um exchange proposals and communicate in an effective manner okay and so it helps you though to, to be knowledgeable to some degree about yeah. the, the work that they do yeah okay. yeah and or um Maybe just seeing some of the examples of the different settlements that they have uh, given, um, and and so we could we could share ideas that oh we've seen something like this work in other areas would that work here, uh, and so we could give them examples of how things have been done. No, uh, in this region, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia region, mm-hmm. uh, we have you know so many industries. We, we don't have all the industries that you 
cover for sure, mm-hmm. but manufacturing is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had any any dispute resolution activities in manufacturing yeah. that you can share with us? And what are some of the? Mm-hmm. And have you done anything with apprentice, apprenticeships? I mean. Have you played? Have you had to negotiate apprenticeships? Yeah, yeah. well, n- n- not necessarily negotiate apprenticeships, but we we also have a grant program, uh, and we we gave a grant to one group uh, for the uh, auto. As uh, there's the mechanics uh, on there, and um, they wanted to establish an apprenticeship program for the mechanics. And with some seed money from us on this grant that was established by both the local union and and employers, uh, in this case the car dealerships, they they put in some of their money. We gave them some money as well, and they developed a, an apprenticeship program for mechanics. To this day, is thriving. I think we probably end up giving them probably about eighty thousand dollars. I think it was F- FCMS gave them money. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. gave them that money, and uh, with that, and again with with money and support from both the union and the employers, now they have a a a, a fantastic regional apprenticeship program where they bring folks in there, teach them how to be auto mechanics so that they could place them into the into the, the, the dealerships. And we've helped with other areas as well, other apprenticeship programs that our uh, agency has given grants to to help with that. Uh, and we usually do it in environments where it's both management and labor that are working together to help advance uh, uh, an That's idea. interesting. I mean, I'm a very, very strong supporter of apprenticeships, mm-hmm. and it's nice to know that you uh, and private sector and the unions are working together absolutely to make that happen in 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 manufacturing car dealerships. And so, what other examples can you give us? Yeah. So you know, ballet dancers from from car mechanics to ballet dancers. So many. yeah, you know what? It is fascinating because I, I everywhere I go. Um, I see where we FMCS has touched, you know, and, and we've kept it. Uh, we've kept it going. Um, I, I have I have one great story uh, where um, my um, I was mediating a, a symphony uh, group, and um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so they they have they. It was a nail biter. Uh, we thought we had the deal. The deal unraveled, and um, it was opening night. And I had to go back there during the day to try and 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 piece this deal back together. And I, it was an open concert, so it was it was it was outdoors. The 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 park was full, and um, my kids were younger at the time, and so I the the whole family was there. We were planning on going anyways, and the the so the family was there in the lawn section waiting for this concert to go on. But I'm thinking to myself, the concert may is not it going go on. on. <laughs> Because we just pieced it back together, and they were backstage seeing if it was going to ratify or not. So I went up to the front of the stage waiting for the results, and one of them came out, and uh, he came out, and I had my daughter with me, and he said, oh, we got it done. Thank you so much. None of this could have happened without you. And and I was holding my daughter, and so uh, it was like, okay, great. So we we, we, we I, I pick up my daughter, and we're walking back, and, and she goes, she's looking out at the crowd, and it was packed. It was completely full, and and you, you know, people as far as the eye can see kind of deal. And my daughter looks at me, and she goes, all of this is because of you? How to, make, how to be a hero <laughs> to your children. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I grabbed that. I said, yes. yes. <laughs> 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 Even though we don't, take, we, don't, we don't take the credit, 
But we also don't take the blame because we don't control the content. Parties always control the content. When we come in, we help control the process to help them get to the deal, but the parties always control the content. Uh, I've been talking to Javier Ramirez, who is the Director of Field Programs and Innovation, Federal Mediation and Conciliation Services. And uh, I, and he's, he lives in Chicago. He flies here uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I heard him. I thought he was local, but he no, he's too nice. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, has to be flexible. Be in the middle of the, middle of the country be, because he uh, travels as much as he does. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for joining us today. And we, I really enjoyed hearing you and listening to you. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Well, my pleasure, Cynthia. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.